Hello, you are listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name is Colin on the C. Joining me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hello. This is going to be a long podcast, isn't it? I think it is. I think it's going to be a long one. Um, and you're editing it, so it's happy time. <laughs> so I know it's going to be extra long then. Uh, it's episode 147, which is the maximum break in snooker. Fun fact about, uh, about the episode number. I'm, I'm thinking from now on I might do a fun fact about every episode number. What do you, what do you reckon? <laughs> well, you're the one with the max degree. Yeah. Although I'm drawing a blank on any fun facts about 148, so maybe I should have started this earlier. <laughs> um, today is, of course, Sijan. Yeah. Of course, the day that we talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, um, the film that more than any I've been looking forward to. Me too. Um, maybe the film I've been looking forward to the most since Spider-Man 3, actually. Um, was it good? Was it bad? Was it uh, in the middle? We'll find out. Um, we're also talking about the films of Brendan Fraser. We've got a quiz on the Santa Claus uh, trilogy, and much, 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 much more. more. We, we start as we always do, Zijan, with the movie news. What's going on in the movie world that isn't necessarily Spider-Man related? Uh, I think the biggest news in the past couple of weeks are that the Golden Globe nominations are out. Surprise, surprise! Because um, there, no, no TV channel are hosting the Golden Globes next year. But apparently it's still happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! I I completely missed this. What? Oh, it's um. Oh no, I did see this because it's, it's gender neutral now, isn't it? Uh no, it isn't. Oh no, that's the that's the Grammys. That's the Grammys. Grammys. No, I, I did completely miss this last last time. I suggested that uh, Andrew Garfield was 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 nailed on for a, a Golden Globe nomination. It did. Yep. Is that did yeah. that happen? I say it was going to be cancelled, so it wouldn't happen. But no, yep. it's here, and he is nominated. There you go. Nailed it. There. Yeah. Exactly. So. Best motion picture drama, best motion picture musical or comedy. Colin, go. Make some guesses. Oh, here we go. Um, I'm hoping In the Heights is in musical or comedy. It's not. What? I know, right? <laughs> this is an outrage. This is an outrage. Um, tick, Tick, Boom must be then. Yep. Okay. Uh, and, uh, don't Look Up? Yes, that's correct. Must be in there. Uh, these are all in the, the musical or comedy so far. Mm-hmm. Uh See, the problem is there's always all these films that won't have been released here yet. That, that's, no, that's true. That's usually how it goes. So films I've, I haven't heard of. Um, but you have definitely seen two of the drama ones as well. All right. Uh, I, might get, I don't know why I'm looking at my document to see if it's written there. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why on earth would it be written there. All right. Uh, let's, let's, let me I'm, I'm, for you. I'm guessing Red Notice didn't, get, didn't make the list. No, it didn't. So you have Dune. All right. And King Richard. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So, and then uh, to top it up, it will be Belfast. I'm pretty sure that's the Kenneth Branagh. Uh, oh yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. That's uh, Coda. I've not heard of Coda. that before. No, I don't C-O-D-A. know. C O D A. They're all in caps, so it must mean something. Okay. Um, and the Power of the Dog, which is the Benedict yeah, which Cumberbatch. I um I saw this week. Oh, you saw this week. Ah, mm. so we'll be talking about that. And then uh, musical comedy. Um, oh, West Side Story. Two. Yes, that's correct. Which I saw this week. Me too. Um, Cyrano. Cyrano. Oh, yeah. That's the one with Peter Dinklage. Yeah, the um, yeah another remake of of the famous book. And uh, Licorice Pizza, which I've not heard of. Oh, that's the um, Paul Thomas Anderson, I think. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Are, yeah. Have they done the full gamut of nominations? Is it all the usual categories? Like. Yep. The, all okay. the categories. Wow. You can have a look at them. Yeah, I will. The eyes of. Tab- mm. Oh, being the Ricardos. That's coming out soon. Looking forward to that one. Oh, Lady Gaga got a nomination for House of Gucci. Yeah, I thought House of Gucci was panned, but yeah. mostly for Jared Leto's performance yeah. than anything else, really. Uh, Emma Stone's got a nomination for Cruella. Um, yeah, do you reckon there's going to be anyone who uh, who turns this down? 
Yeah, I'm not even sure how they're going to do this, right? Like, just if they're not going to broadcast this, yeah, exactly. Well, what are they going to do? They're not going to broadcast this, so there's no point in. Well, yeah, what, what are they going to do? I have no idea. Uh, Anthony Ramos got a nomination at least uh, for In the Heights. Yeah, well, that was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said that we were going to do non Spider Man news, but there is some Spider Man news, and it is <sighs> that uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse Part 1 is coming next year. We've got uh, a teaser trailer. I, we, I think we all knew this was in the work. We didn't know it was going to be a two-parter, so that's that's exciting. Um, I've watched this. It basically kicks off exactly where the uh, the previous one finished. The, the animation doesn't look entirely finished to me. I could be wrong. Uh, but I'm very excited. I, I really enjoyed that film, um, the first one. So I'm, I'm glad they're coming back and let's see what exciting, weird, and wonderful things they can do. You know, that's a wonderful thing about animation, isn't it? The characters can't age. That's true. That's true. And they can keep, make, they can keep working on it no matter how many... Uh, lockdowns we have exactly exactly uh speaking about more animation um this year has now announced its next big animated project um so the most recent release was encanto which i've not seen yet um no. i'm very behind when it comes to disney and pixar this year for some oh, reason yeah. i've not even seen luca yet i've not um, seen so luca oh wow no i'm not seeing it yet so there you go um, Go- golden another- globe nominated <laughs> yeah yes yes it definitely has um it's another original story um so it's called strange world and mm. it's due out in November next year. And this is uh, reuniting Raya and the Last Dragon, as director Don Hall, with the film's co-writer, Ki Nguyen. Do we know anything about it? Uh, it's about voyaging into a deep uh, and uncharted and treacherous land where fantastical creatures await. Okay. That's quite broad, really. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> could be a lot of things, couldn't it? Um, yeah. Strange world. Okay, fine. Uh, I've got, I guess more tangentially uh, a Spider-Man news that Tom Holland is going to be playing Fred Astaire in a biopic of Fred Astaire mm. uh, which I guess he looks a little bit like him uh, I thought there was some controversial about this because um, Fred Astaire didn't want a film to be made when he was alive um, oh, right. he specifically requested that no films can, had to be made about him uh, because they cannot really capture what actually goes on so he didn't want that to happen so oh, i'm surprised that. the estate uh, allowed this to happen uh, to be honest um but yeah yeah um, i don't know really anything about his life i've, I've seen a, i've seen a few of his films but i don't know whether there's all sorts of controversy behind the scenes or whether it's uh, just gonna be a fairly run-of-the-mill hmm. uh, dance till people are watching but kind of thing tom holland can dance though uh apparently so i, I we've all we've all seen him on uh on lip sync what do you call it Yep, where he, he danced to Umbrella by Rihanna. Yep. Not Very seen well him, indeed. I've not seen him dance anything else, I don't think, have I? Well, he was in Billy Elliot. Oh, musical. on stage. Yes, on he stage, was. Yeah. Of I've not seen him yes. there, obviously, uh, but yeah, he can dance. To be able to be in Billy Elliot, you need to have some ballet skills. So, mm. yeah, there you go. Um, I'm going to say any. I don't have anything that's uh, linking to that whatsoever. No, so that's not a good segue. But next, we've got uh, more casting news. Um Adding to Renfield, Ben Schwartz is joining oh, Nicolas Cage and Aquafina. They're desperate so this, to make us care about Renfield, aren't they? I know. This is going to be a comedy, for sure. I mean, they, they've got a few comedic actors now. And I told you, Nicolas Cage is becoming big now, Colin. Did you see he, his latest trailer? I did see his latest trailer, <laughs> yes. I told you what's happening. Um, that's, so it's a film called The Unbearable Weight of Talent? No, it was something like that. Of being or something like that. Uh, yeah, the enormous weight of unbearable talent. I don't know. Um, where Nicolas Cage is hired to reenact all his films or something. Hmm. I might actually watch it. Uh, 
Tandaway Newton has joined Magic Mike 3. That's it. Yep. Full stop. I'll do. Enough, enough story. <laughs> <laughs> um, in relation to that, kind of, uh, oh, yeah. the Chippendale story is happening. Yes. Um, Dev Patel is uh, the main guy in the Chippendale story because he was the man who originated the idea. I didn't know this, you know. I didn't know it was actually from a guy from India came all the way to the States and created Chippendales, which is... Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't yeah, know that. Very interesting, yeah. And now we have Seth Rogen and Al Fanning joining uh, Dev Patel in that as well. Hmm. I, I know almost nothing about the Chippendale. No, but yeah, it's, it's insane. I was just reading the synopsis for this. Like he arrived to the states from India. Um, he started by running gas stations and mud wrestling, mud wrestling clubs. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Before he started this, and then what happened was that he ended up trying to being a hitman to get the original Chippendales choreographer to be a hitman murdered. Yeah, he wanted to get him murdered because of some lawsuits and mad paranoia. Oh, and this, this sounds like a good film. I know, and before he was, he was denied bail uh, for this, and then he committed suicide in a cell before oh. his sentencing. That's insane. Oh, this is a, <laughs> this is a sad film. Yeah, it is. All it's, right, it's okay. an incredible film. Yeah, it's crazy. Hmm. I can see why they made a film about it. Uh, yeah, I feel like I spoiled it already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you ruined the ending of the film. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, Patty Jenkins will no longer be directing Cleopatra. Um, instead, someone called Kari Scogland. I think uh, it's taking over. Patty Jenkins will remain in place as a producer, but this um, no reason given. I don't think whether she's focusing on Star Wars or whether they just don't want her. I, I don't know. It's one of those things. I think you get this thing sometimes where, where directors will make a bad film, and suddenly all the other projects that I had lined up fall apart. Like Colin Trevorrow had all sorts of things lined up, and then uh, like he was going to do a Star Wars and then Book of Henry was yeah, bad so they took it away from him um, obviously Wonder Woman 84 wasn't brilliant so I do wonder no. whether people are getting uh, cold feet about Patty Jenkins I don't know well you know who's returning though uh, Destin Daniel Cretton mm. is returning for Shang-Chi sequel which is going to be called Shang-Chi and the Eleven Rings no one knows I'm just <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings earned uh, more than 430 million dollars at uh, in the box office so of course, they're going to get Destin Daniel Cretton back to make I mean, the sequel. Yeah, that, I, mean, I guess in a normal year, that's pretty terrible. But in a COVID year, it's pretty, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Good film. I, I say, I think I said at the time, I didn't really notice his fingerprints on it much. So maybe he'll get to do a bit more of his personal style. Um, speaking of directors, Denis Villeneuve uh, is going to be directing a film called Rendezvous with Rama. Um, which apparently is based on something by Arthur C. Clarke, who's probably best known for 2001 A Space Odyssey. So he he loves his uh, sci-fi and fantasy, I guess sci-fi, really, Um, with Arrival in Dune. I mean, with how much money Dune is making right now, I I foresee lots of um, movie studios just asking him to do sci-fi films now. And Blade Runner, of course. He loves sci-fi. Yes. Yes. Although this is the first of his films that's really made much money. So uh, I wonder again how long that will last. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know anything about Rendezvous with Rama, and I did not look it up. So. <laughs> there you go. Um, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer is adding more people. Honestly, I think we'll be talking about this forever, man. Yeah. Am I in it? <laughs> um, Florence Pugh. Huh. Rami Malek. Ooh. And Benny Safdie has joined. Killer Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, and Robert Downey Jr. So yeah, honestly, we'll be talking about this until it comes out. Yeah. Just so many people joining uh, us. But I committed that I wasn't I wasn't gonna watch his next one. I said that. No. Hmm. 
probably Are you will. Do it now? Probably will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it and then I'll be grumpy about it, like like the last three. <laughs> uh, Apple has won the bidding war. If there was a bidding war, I don't know. Maybe they just jumped in and did it uh, to show Bad Blood, which is the next Adam McKay film uh, after Don't Look Up, also starring Jennifer Lawrence, uh, who's with him in Don't Look Up, hopefully with better hair. Have you? You've seen the trailer for Don't Look Up, have you? I have seen it, yeah. Do you think... so? But She and Leonardo DiCaprio would both have the worst hair I've ever seen on film. That must <laughs> when, be deliberate, when, right? When was this film supposed to be set in? When? I think it's yeah. modern day, isn't it? Is it? Ah, wow. Or maybe a few years in the future or something, I don't know. But they have just de- it must be deliberately terrible hair. You can't make hair that bad <laughs> accidentally. Surely. Uh, Speaking as a man who doesn't have any anymore. <laughs> it's, oh, it's Colin. Still, Still, they get, why are they wasting the, the glorious opportunity to have hair <laughs> by doing that with it? I don't know. My last bit of news is actually not my last bit of news, but I need to get this moving. Um, <laughs> because right. if not, we'll be like stuck here forever. Uh, Anna Darmas will be replacing Scarlett Johansson opposite Chris Evans in Ghosted. Because of scheduling issues, so your dream of seeing Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans back again. Was that my dream? <laughs> yeah, well, you mentioned it before. <laughs> okay. I, got, I mean, they've made like five films together. Out, well. Even if you ignore the MCU ones, they've made at least three together, I think, and I've not well, bothered watching most of those. But oh. Maybe I'll go back. Maybe I'll finally finish watching The Nanny Diaries and I'll get to relive that dream that apparently I, I have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dave Bautista is going to be in M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Knock at the Cabin. Uh, that's his next film. I think his last film was uh, that one about old. the beach. Old. Was it called or aged? Was it old? Old. I'm old. pretty sure it's old. Yeah. Um, where people got old from being on a beach and I think it wasn't well received and his previous one was uh, Glass which wasn't very well received and his previous one was Split which was well received so uh, who knows where this one will go David Hister does some great stuff uh, he seems to be the kind of um, I don't want to say a kind of cut price rock because I think he's actually better than the rock to be honest but he seems to be the there's not that many people in Hollywood that look like that, like him so yeah, gets a lot true. of work that's fair cool we done yeah, we have to. Come on, keep going. <laughs> speed it up, Colin, speed it up. <laughs> uh, we move on to our next segment, to see or not to Zed, where we tell you about the films we've recently seen and tell you the listener whether you've seen them or not. Zed them. Zijan, you've been watching West Side Story. Is that what you're going to talk, tell us about? I've seen West Side Story. I'm going to talk to you about it very quickly. Calm, slow it down. Calm down. <sighs> Calm down. No, there's so much to talk about in Spider-Man. But anyway, uh, West Side Story, um, for those who do not know, there's a remake because... Hollywood is out of ideas. Yep. But there is one. Spielberg's, um, by Spielberg's first remake, I think. Yeah, and his first musical as well. Mm. It's a screenplay written by Tony Kushner, um, who, for those who know on Broadway and West End, is most well-known for writing the play Angels in America. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is an adaptation of the 1957 musical of the same name, which we have covered before in Look Back in Oscar. Um, mm. So if you want to listen to that, and do a comparison, feel free to do so. What, what episode was one, that season? Oh, <laughs> 100 plus. Okay, just, uh, just listen to them all and you'll find it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, for those who do not know, West Side Story is the reimagination of Romeo and Juliet. And in this adaptation, it has Ansel Elgort and Rachel Zegler. And Rachel Zegler is in her film debut as well as the Doomed Lovers. And she's got, she's got a great voice. 
she has a wonderful voice. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, right? Like they they hired mostly Broadway actors mm. uh, in the film. Um, all the supporting cast are pretty much Broadway actors. You have Arena Debose as Anita, Mike Fe- Mike Face as Riff, and David Alvarez as Bernardo, and they are all Broadway actors, so oh, okay. they, they they can all sing, dance, and act at the same time. So. Um, that's why the only big name here is probably Ensor Algo. Yeah. Uh, given that, uh, yeah, you kind of need a big name to draw draw the masses in, I guess. Um, although West Side Story on its own, you know, may draw some people in. Yeah, although it seems not to have done. It's done very badly at the box office. It has done yeah. like like in the Heights. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ansel Algo, he's 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 a good actor, uh, and he's not a bad singer by any means. But I think he suffers by comparison. Definitely pales in comparison to, yeah. to the others, really. Um, I think, yeah, he's he he's the weakest of everything else. Like the supporting supporting cast is amazing. I think he's like one of the strongest supporting cast ever. Like I I love all, all of them. I love Ariana. I love Mike. I like David. I thought like Anita, Riff, and Bernardo have a lot more. The the thing is, unfortunately, Tony doesn't have a lot to do. He he's the he's the Romeo. He's the love stricken. <laughs> teenager if you, if you can call him a teenager at that point in time as well yeah, um, yeah. yeah he doesn't really have much to do and I mean until he dies and that's it spoilers <laughs> like if you don't know the story of Romeo <laughs> and Juliet well it's not quite the same as Romeo and Juliet is it because yeah. uh, she lives uh, in the musical uh, yeah I, I thought when he did his solos he was good and then when he had to do a duet with, with Rachel Zegler mm. you, kind of, you could tell the, the, the difference she, I also didn't quite buy their chemistry uh, personally, but other other than that, and a, and a one or two odd decisions, mm. um, I I enjoyed it a lot. I had a good good time. I enjoyed it. Too. Yeah, I, my thing I guess coming from it is like whenever they do a remake, it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Um, and there's a little bit of that. I think you're right. The choreography was choreography was great and felt quite grand a lot of the time. But I think. West Side Story was a retelling of an old story in a modern context. Yeah. Doing this and and setting it in the sixties, seven sixties is it? I don't know. Kind of, yeah. It's it's anyway, it's got the same setting as the original. Basically, it's it's just retelling it in the old context. I think if you're going to remake it again, why not make it up to date? Yeah, um, I suppose. But I mean, the, the I mean. The musical itself is set then anyway, so I mean, if yeah. you want to do an adaptation of it, you can't really move it forward either. No. Yeah, but yeah. I guess maybe just don't do it at all because yeah, the, the musical yeah, was was was, was set when it was written. I think just do something else. But but yeah, it's a fun time. It's worth a watch. Mm. I thought you you agree? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think people should watch it. Cool. Uh, sealed. It is a to see. Um, but the, uh, I've got a couple of, couple of films, but one of them is a not to Z, um, which is Gunpowder Milkshake, uh, starring Karen Gillan and Lida Heedy, among others. Uh, is that Michelle Yeoh in it? Um, yes, she is, yes. Angela Bassett's in it. It's a good, good cast. Uh, but it's basically... it. It's John Wick, but with women, is, is effectively what's happening here. And I'm saying this as someone who's only watched the first two thirds of the first John Wick film, but I, I know what's going on. Um, it's a whole kind of she's got to go and murder a bunch of people to save a kid or move some money around. Uh, but it's all very arch, kind of all this. Every single dialogue is said throughout twelve layers of irony. Um, the, the by the end, I was completely distracted. I just on my phone or something because it's like yeah, it was another scene of people 
kicking each other and <laughs> shooting each other. And I think it wasn't in any way to me uh, compelling. It's a shame. I like I like Karen Gillan a lot. I think she's very good. Uh, and yes, yeah, it's got a good cast, but there was just nothing there really. If you like John, you know, like if you love John Wick, the well, Thomas, if you love John Wick, you probably just think, what's the point of watching this kind of knockoff John Wick? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, really... it looked like that in the trailers alone anyway, so it's yeah. not like I was expecting much when you're going into this film. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think they might well do a sequel, but I don't think it's really found an audience. Um, and as mentioned before, The Power of the Dog, um, which is a Western starring Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Kirsten Dunst, Cody Smith McPhee. Oh, now I know why you watched it. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and Mr. Keystone Dunst, uh, Jesse Plemons, uh, which has got a, a rave reviews. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's the the story of two brothers, Jesse Plemons and, and Benedict Cumberbatch. I say that it's, it's a western. They uh, Jesse Plemons' character meets and marries the uh, Kirsten Dunst character, who's a is a widow, uh, and has the son, who is Cody Smith McPhee, who um, is rather effeminate, and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch doesn't regard him as being a proper man. Uh, out, out in the old west uh, I won't say more than that but um, in terms of plot uh, superb performances all round um, you, you'll have spotted a few of them maybe all the people I've mentioned uh, got Golden Globe nominations maybe did Jesse Plemons get a nomination maybe maybe he didn't he should do right uh, I've heard good things about it as well his performance uh, I mean I say that everyone was everyone was good let's let's have a look um, as quickly as I can uh, Jane Campion the director got nominated uh, the film's got nominated. Uh, Kirsten Dunst got nominated for a supporting role. Benedict Cumberbatch nominated. Cody Smith McPhee, but not Jesse Plemons actually, oh. um, which is a bit harsh. I mean, uh, I th- I th- he does actually he does disappear for quite a long stretch um, in the second. But that act. doesn't mean anything, does it, Law? I mean, come no, on. No, no, can give you attention, I suppose, but. Um, but uh, yes, I think maybe, maybe he's not the strongest of the ones involved. Did I say Benedict Cumberbatch? Was he involved? Anyway, uh, yes, but it's it's uh, very well acted. There's a few surprises along the way. It's kind of I, I'm not really a Western fan by any means, but I think it doesn't. It's not a. It's, I guess it's. I think the Coen Brothers once said of True Grit, they weren't trying to make a Western. They're trying to make a film that was set in the West, and I think that's what's similar here. It's not got all the Western tropes by any means. Um, it's just characters who happen to be in that setting although it does influence some of it uh, i'd say the third act gets a little bit oblique i think maybe it could be a little bit better defined but uh, other than that yeah really strong performances uh, as as you subtly indicated these and i've been a fan of kirsten dunst for many years subtly subtly which you might be coming back to um and but yeah this was worth checking out okay so, cool it's on netflix yeah it's on netflix yeah, yeah. nice um, we move on then to actor facts, where we talk about the films of a particular actor. Um, we've put it up this this point in the show, which is earlier than the normal, um, partly because if we don't do it now, we're going to run out of time, uh, and partly because poor old Brendan Fraser has so few films that I've seen. Oh, it's not going to take as long. Um, Zijan, why don't you kick us off though? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six films that I've seen. Ooh, four for me. Oh, nice! I finally, for the first time, I've seen more films than you have. <laughs> <laughs> three, of, three of them are from the Mummy series <laughs> <laughs> I thought that might be the case yeah. Alone um, And then I was surprised he was in Crash I don't remember him yeah, in Crash I don't Crash remember him in Crash either He's, That's on my list Yeah I don't remember that There were two films called Crash around the same time But I think this is the I think this is the one 
we both have seen. Yeah, so back then, Brendan Fraser was this uh, big, the rock, basically. He was the rock of the of the 90s. It's, the a, 90s, it's a bold claim, but sh- for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, he was usually playing the, the adventurer kind of guy. I mean, like, if the rock was there, he, he pretty much played the same role. He was he was the Indiana Jones of the of the 90s, maybe. Yeah, it would be, right? Yeah, like George or Jungle, I saw the mummy, where he plays an adventurer. Actually, yeah, good point. He did love a jungle, which is classic rock territory. I know. Yeah, um, yeah. Journey to the center of the earth, which is, you know, adventuring yes. again the yeah. kind of rock territory the rock loves journeying he journeyed through the hidden <laughs> exactly so yeah now i think yeah he, he basically in every generation there will be one okay <laughs> who needs to play all these roles right right yep. now it's the rock yes it was, then, pre- it was, was brendan fraser it was briefly chris pratt um, it was very briefly chris pratt uh, but yes brendan fraser fair to say that um the, well, no, I was going to be mean. Fred, he he's wonderful in, in the Mummy, isn't he? He's charming. He is wonderful in the Mummy. He kept, yeah, he, he's, as you say, he's he's charismatic. He there's, there's a reason why it has you know two sequels. Um, the Mummy is great in it. I the, the original Mummy is great. It's one of those films I've seen multiple times before, and it's still good. It still holds up well. I, I um, question whether it was the original Mummy, but I I, I take your, I take your point that you're trying. Trying as hard as you can not to give any insinuation whatsoever that you might be a fan of the Tom Cruise remake. Um, um, and you know the mummy just didn't get better and better. And in the third film, they even replaced Rachel Weisz together uh, with Maria Bello. So mm. there you go. Um, yep, that's the mummy for me. Well, what else have you seen? Uh, uh, Bedazzled, which is a kind of remake um, of a of a better film. Uh, the only reason I've heard of this is because uh, long term listeners will be familiar with my my love of Matthew Perry, and I bought. Serving Sarah on, on VHS, which is an utterly terrible film, um, starring Matthew Perry, but the only way you could buy it was in a box set with uh, Bedazzled, which also starred Liz Hurley, uh, who plays the devil, and um, Brendan Fraser's character uh, has various number of wishes that, that she grants him. It's, it's, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember enjoying it at the time. I've, I've probably watched it. When I was growing up, I didn't have that many films on on video and stuff, so I just watched them over and over. So I've probably seen this film like five times. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not great. And the other one is a film called A Case of You, which I watched fairly recently, uh, which is a romantic comedy starring uh, Justin Long and Evan Rachel Wood. Okay, uh, which is not bad. Uh, he basically goes on he starts dating this girl and then goes on Facebook to learn everything about her and to pretend to be the person that she that he thinks she'll like. So it's like oh, he goes on Facebook and she's like, oh, she likes. Walk, rock climbing I'll do I'll tell her I'm a huge rock climber yeah uh, it's a fairly tried and tested formula it's the film doesn't stand out really but Brendan Fraser plays her former boyfriend um, in a cameo okay uh, and then Crash that's me that's Brendan, <laughs> Brendan Fraser yeah uh, the less I speak about Crash the better I feel um, yeah is even though it won Best Oscar, and we're probably going to cover it we're going to have to cover it at some point yeah 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 but Brokeback Mountain definitely deserved it over Without a doubt. So there you go. I'm not a fan of that. Fair enough. Uh, you got any more? Yeah, Judge of the Jungle, uh, which is a classic uh, cartoon, which is uh, which is based on a cartoon, which is a spoof of Tarzan, which is good fun. Uh, and then Journey to the Center of Earth, where Josh Hutchison is in it as well. Um, oh, yeah. uh, which is also good fun. I mean, it's one of those, it's, it's like all those rock films, right? Like, it's okay. It's like, fine. It's nice to watch in the summer when you want something that you don't really need to pay too much attention to or you know work your brain or so w- good w- summer popcorn fun what is your favorite Brendan Fraser movie The Mummy 
Uh, my favourite is uh, those two episodes you did on Scrubs. Um, those were wonderful as well. Those are great. Uh, <laughs> next time we're going back to look back in Oscar where we uh, watch a film that's won Best Picture Oscar uh, as Zizan just mentioned um, but we're not doing Crash next time what are we doing Zizan? we're doing American Beauty American Beauty which I have had to buy on DVD because it doesn't seem to be available to stream you've seen it before right? yeah but not for 15 years maybe yeah same here yeah. uh, right then here we go this is the, the, the main topic maybe arguably the main topic of the year the big one um, the one we've all been looking forward to the one that I have seen twice including at 9.30am on a Saturday <laughs> Saturday morning uh, which let me tell you is not a peak time for cinema going <laughs> well for yours I tried to get tickets for 9.30 in my cinema and they were all sold out oh wait a minute I, so I went on a Friday morning that was it I had the day off so maybe that's why go on a Friday morning it's not sold people out still it's sold work, out on a Colin. Saturday morning people still work yeah no, I'm, I'm done for Christmas mate yeah, exactly. It's pretty great. Uh, well, okay, so you've only seen it the once then? I've only seen it once, yes. I'm going to watch it again though, so there's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, we're going to do a little bit of uh, non-spoilers, although not a, <laughs> not, not a huge amount, to be honest, because it's always impossible. There's, there's so much to spoil here, and both Siege and I um, avoided um, anything the apart last from the trailer. Fir- yeah, the last trailer, and basically anything apart from the first trailer, and probably yeah if if you don't want anything spoiled then just skip all of this until you've you've watched it Um, skip the internet really like honestly all the forums or youtube reddit facebook every single conversation not even spider-man related uh have spider-man spoilers in them the memes are out everything oh i've actually seen pirate clips of the film already on youtube oh yeah yeah i've seen plenty of those yeah, yeah, yeah. So soon after the film came out, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, um, yes, and it's a shame that some quite a lot was spoiled before, even with the best will in the world. But um, bef- before we do any of that, Zijan, mm-hmm. and you're going to love this segment. Um, let me read you a tweet that I I tweeted on uh, 30th of August this year. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag Spider-Man No Way Home theory. The people brought from the multiverse are exclusively the ones who know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I am a genius. Did anyone retweet that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, my friend Ed, uh, my friend Ed um, said, that was an interesting theory, but he said it in person. So I didn't, yeah, there was no, no replies, no retweets. <sighs> I nailed it. I called it. Off you the back of the no. trailer. Uh, and and uh, I mean I've now re- quote tweeted it, so it's back out there. Okay, go cool. there. You go. Uh, I don't think that's spoilers, really. But um, there you go. Well, do, do you want to set the scene now that I've done the most important part? Okay, which is telling everyone <laughs> that I'm a genius. <laughs> how how good your foresight is, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so directed by John Watts, uh, who did the previous films as well. Spider-Man No Way Home um, follows straight after Spider-Man Far From Home. So. I'm setting the scene, which is pretty much everything you've seen in the trailers, so yep. not spoiling yep. anything, where Peter Parker's identity has been revealed and it follows the repercussions of it. So Peter eventually goes to Doctor Strange for help to make people forget who he is, but the spell goes awry. Um, villains from different Spider-Man universes reappear, and as you pointed out, yes, they reappear because they know who Spider-Man's identity is. Basically, the spell, instead of... Um, making people forget about Peter Parker. It brought back people who knows who Peter Parker is um, and that he's Spider-Man. Um, so from the trailers, you can see Green Goblin, Dr. Octopus, Sandman from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, hmm. 
Lizard and Electro from Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. And yeah, it's, it's just, a huge multiverse uh, yeah. extravaganza. So, so the reason I figured this out was I think because they turned the trailer and he and the spell had gone wrong when he was saying, can they forget? And we knew the villains. At that point, I think we knew Electro and Doc Ock were coming through. I'm not sure. I don't think we knew anyone. Or maybe Green Goblin as well. Um but I, I thought, yeah, the, these are all people who know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Clearly, that the there are some others um, who know that as well. But I, until that came out, I hadn't really thought about it. But yes, every single villain finds out, albeit quite late in the day. I mean, for Doc Ock, there was literally about three seconds, I think, where he <laughs> must have been pulled from in Spider-Man Two um, to to come through at that exact point where he'd found out that Tobin, sorry, that Peter Parker was was Spider-Man. But I think and what about the other villains though, who did not appear in this film? Don't they, they know who Spider-Man really is? Uh, yeah, so the, the, well, well, I guess we'll come on to it in, in spoilers because I guess it's kind of spoiler. But I think there's yeah a handful of people who know who haven't been pulled through. Maybe four or five people. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Doctor Strange made the you know uh, <laughs> said that yeah some of them were made true. For no reason, just so that you know we can have the film yes. with a much lower budget <laughs> and less characters. You I, know, it'd be overbloated anyway. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a really brilliant idea to do this actually. Um, to have because I think we all knew the villains coming through, but to have this the explanation for why they're doing it. And throughout the film, I think that the way that they were handled and the way the the storyline felt natural. The way, as you say, that it it, it played off the ending of of um, the previous one, Far mm. From Home was just perfect i thought uh, shall we shall we talk about those villains I, don't, I think we can do that without spoiling too much yeah we can uh so we have uh william defoe as green goblin uh i i thought he was fantastic he is wonderful yeah he's brilliant uh like i didn't think too much of william defoe as green goblin way back then or maybe it's been a long time since i've seen the first spider-man film mm. but uh in this one he's just he's just amazing is it yeah i mean i thought he's really good uh, previously uh, so there's no surprise I suppose other than the, the Raimi verse I think there's a bit more heightened the kind of your villains are a bit more moustache twirly mm. than than the MCU and, and he adapted well without losing any of, of that I thought so he was still larger than life he had this great scene where he's being punched and he kind of just starts grinning oh that uh, was so creepy was, yeah that was he great he was legitimately threatening in this film yeah like, proper proper like you you can tell that he's like a yeah He's so intimidating in this film. And I thought his no. costume was better. So we do see the, the, the original costume. I don't think that's a spoiler. That's in the trailer. Um, but he loses the helmet fairly early on, which means you actually get to see his his acting, which is good. Mm. Uh, and you do get a bit of a nod to the comic accurate uh, costume. Um, whilst, whilst we're here, I, this is a minor spoiler, I suppose, but probably okay to do here. Um, there's a line from the first film uh, where he says, I'm something of a scientist myself. And when he said that in the movie both times they got a laugh and i've only recently discovered that it's it's a meme is it a meme i didn't know about this no i i no, we're too old i guess um but apparently there is a meme that has gone around a lot where he not to has, us, though. has a thing saying i'm saying i'm a scientist myself presumably f- to make fun of people who are saying nonsense on the internet i guess <laughs> but i guess because i thought both times i thought why are people laughing at a relatively obscure line from the first film which i just about recognize um so that's why it's a meme Okay. Um, that's good. Thanks for pointing that out because I didn't recognize that either. Cool. 
And we have Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus, returning as Dr. Octopus. Uh, my One of my favorite villains of all time. Pretty much yeah. my favorite Spider-Man villain of oh, all time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So good. Yeah. So good. And was goodness, I, I, they were, he was de-aged. Uh, Willem Dafoe presumably was de-aged a bit. He was. He yeah. has to be. He yeah, has to must be. have been. Um, I think Alfred Molina... It's more obviously the age. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he... I'm trying to be polite, but yes, he suddenly looks less like he did in 2004 than yeah, many people. Yeah, for sure. Um, I thought that the aging was really good. In the trailer, I wasn't quite convinced, but uh, I don't know whether they've maybe improved it a bit over since then. The fact that he kept his sunglasses on almost all the time helped because often the eyes are what give it away. Mm. But again, I thought he slipped really well back into the character. It felt like, yeah, when you're playing the character for the first time in... What's that in over what seventeen years or something? You, you think a long time. That must be tricky, but I thought yeah, it slipped on like an old glove. Um, so yeah, and it's really nice to see him again. Had some good interactions. That's true. Uh, it's good to see. It's good to see him back again. Um, honestly, this film is basically fan service at the highest order. Really, a lot of fan service. A lot of fan service. <laughs> um, I, I'm intrigued to know what it's like for people who haven't seen the previous. Yeah, me too. Because I, I'm, mm. yeah, I think people will be. Yeah, I'm not sure what how what they think about this. But anyway, Sandman is back. He's mostly CGI, um, as you expect. Yeah, so I think I think the only clips of him that weren't CGI were taken from Spider-Man Three. I think I don't think they've de-aged him or, or got him to film any new stuff. I, th- I think he voiced it, but the I've, I was, the second time I watched it, I was keeping an eye out for this, and there's only really a couple of scenes um, where you see him obviously not CGI, and I think they're both taken from Spider-Man 3. So. Mm. Uh, yeah. We have Lizard, uh, which is also CGI, and I, I personally think he looks worse in this than he did in The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, right. Yeah, he looks really bad in this. He looks very cartoonish. I have to say, I didn't like the way the lizard looks in this film. Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice any difference, to be honest. Um, maybe it just looks more because of the the setting of this film. Yeah, it's more br- it's brighter in this film, right? Like you can mm. definitely see more details in this. Uh, like when he was locked, yeah, it's like yeah, like in the in the first film, it was more menacing. It was darker. You can't make out much more about this, but this one is like it just felt very fake. Some reason. Okay. I didn't like it. Yeah, no, I didn't get that. But uh, but again, I don't think they actually got him on set. I think he voiced it. And um, but at one point, I wasn't even sure it was him voicing it. But he is credited, so I guess it must be. Uh, and I think yeah, they use clips from Spider-Man, no, I mean Spider-Man Two, um, not Two, Amazing Spider-Man uh, for him. And, and then there's Jamie Foxx's Electro. Yeah, who who was the first to give the game away? They must be very annoyed with him. He just tweeted it out uh, or put it on Instagram. I think it was. I. I think of all of them, he was the one I was less least happy with. Um, I think he, at least he kept the same characterization through, though. Like he was a bit over the top in Amazing Spider-Man Two, mm. uh, and he's the same here as well. He has his cocky, a lot of bravado. It's the same. At least the same character, you know. It's not changed just because it's a different film altogether, and because of all the criticisms of him in the first film. At least it felt like it was the same character. So uh, to me, sense, it felt like good. he was just playing Jamie Fox here. To be honest, <laughs> um, I, I, it felt less like it to me. But there you go. Uh, but you're, yeah, there are a lot of jokes, um, very cocky, and he just. Yeah, maybe you're right. That's what he became in in Spider-Man Two. But yeah, I I was quite I didn't hate it, but it, it was I guess I don't have as much affection for that character as I do for Doc Ock and Green Goblin anyway. But hmm. uh, I have to say, I think they they balanced they, they balanced them perfectly in the film. The amount of time they gave to each, um, I thought, yeah, we get a lot more Green Goblin and Doc Ock than we get of the others, which is as it should be. Uh, and I thought they handled that very well. 
for a film with many villains, um, mm. and Spider Man has a bad history with films with multiple villains. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, you know, you know that was the main worry coming in that you know people will be overshadowed. There wasn't enough development for all of them. Um, the one of the good things is that they all kept their motivations um, from yeah. back then in their previous films. So at least people who have seen those previous films know where they're going with, uh, know what they're thinking of, etc., etc. So you can understand their, you can understand them better. Yeah, um, and and I thought the the because obviously again it's in the trailer, but we're going to have a big battle where they all fight together against Spider Man. Uh, I thought the motives motivations to get to that point were also handled very well. Um, in terms of there's a few kind of back and forths and people change but it's all seems very sensible maybe maybe there's one that's a little bit stretching it that we'll get to I guess but um, whenever I say we'll get to it I then forget so we may, you, <laughs> I know. You, you may never know which one I think that was but uh, <laughs> uh, but I thought I thought that was all handled really really nicely so I was happy with all of that shall we talk about the main uh, trio as well so Tom Just Holland Zendaya and um, Jacob Jacob Batalon Playing, yeah. playing Ned Leeds. Ned Leeds, uh, MJ, and Spider Man. So this is this is Tom Holland's. I don't know which number what film by now. It's probably his sixth appearance as Spider Man. I think. I think this is most mature performance as Spider Man. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. He he really brought layers to this, and that I would not have expected. Exactly, and you don't see that in the previous films as well. You're not seen it done before, and he did. He, he has done it so well. Uh, he. Blended comedy and heart seamlessly, and his chemistry with MJ has been is so good in this. No? What a surprise! Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they are great together. Zendaya is really good in this. I mean, I, 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 I thought you didn't like her as MJ. I don't like the fact she hasn't got red hair. Um, MJ has red hair. That's a point I've made many times. Uh, but yeah, I think they, you're, you're right. They're really good together, and she's very good at the emotional stuff. Um, yeah, I think in the first film. She didn't do much. And she didn't have much like, to do. Yeah. Why are you even here? <laughs> she was just being snarky the whole time in the first film, really. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's good to see her progress and grow with Rochelle and 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 you know, form those relationships, those friendships. Mm. That is good as well. Like I think the chemistry between all three leads are just it's just wonderful. Like they they have three films to develop this, and it's good to see all three of them again. Um, but yeah, the three of them are really good to go. I think obviously we've had previously the uh, Peter M J Harry trio in in the raimi films but yeah this yep. uh, really good you spend a lot of time with them as well i think that's that's good mm. um dog strange obviously there uh, maybe not for as much of it as i thought he might be which uh which is, which I'm happy with. For yeah the film. yeah I, I didn't really care for dr strange in this film i was i always mostly feel like come on just get the plot going <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad he he didn't have more screen time i think it makes sense that he's there and he obviously plays an integral part as you see in the trailer but it's not his film um, and he's not even the Sorcerer Supreme. That's, that's a, I guess that's a kind of minor spoiler. But, uh, mm. well, it is, kind of makes sense. He disappeared for five. Yeah, you can't just can't just go away for five years and hope to still be the Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> so. But I'm surprised. I thought Wong disappeared as well. I thought Wong got snapped, but clearly I was mistaken. Um, no, he. In, I think he was on one of the posters in color rather than black and white, and that was as much as we could tell. I think <laughs> um, that was how we how they identified. Uh, and yeah, we got to see. The, the supporting cast, um, well, right, pretty much everyone. Betty Brant's there, the various teachers are there. Mm. Uh, obviously, May and Happy uh, are Got there. Back. And again, I, th- I think everyone was used the right amount. Kind of when, when you've got so many characters, 
it must be difficult to balance it, particularly with all these villains coming through. And you think, uh, how are you going to manage all that? So yeah, there, there was enough for them to do without it seeming weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's true. Um, other things that we can talk about without going to spoilers because we're coming to spoilers soon mm. as well. Um, I thought the action scenes here were very well done. Although I wish there were fewer dark scenes. Honestly, there are way too many scenes in the dark, which is annoying. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, the, particularly the the kind of climactic battle. I took it the second time. I was thinking, why, why didn't you do this? Yeah, not quite so bathed in bluey black. And I always assume it's they do that because it makes the CGI look better when you it's darker, but. I wish it wasn't, but I I like that the action scenes felt very Spider-Man-y, if you make hmm. sense. It's more grind, grounded, um, less high-tech. Spider-Man depended a lot on like, Iron Man's yeah. tech in the past few films, and this one just felt like what Spider-Man fight scenes should look like, you know? Yeah, I think we had a big complaint, both of us, in, in the first one of Tom Holland's films, that he yeah basically was just wearing an Iron Man Mini Iron Man. Suit. <laughs> yeah, and you're right, this one was... I mean, we've still got the Iron Spider, and uh, we've got a funny line when Doc Ock is like, oh, boys, we've got... We've got um, com- no, sorry, competition because of the mm. uh, the multi limbs, uh, but yes, yes, I, I agree. I think it was done really, really well. All and it wasn't one of those kind of just things smashing into things where you can't tell what's happening. It was all very well thought out, um, which is good. Mm. Not okay. sure anything has quite reached the level of the Doc Ock train fight, but maybe that's I'm looking at it through roast into spectacles over the years. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I guess we can move on to spoilers, but before we do that, uh, we usually... Yeah, what do you think about the film? So that people who... Uh, um, I, I love this. Um, there is one thing that I am very unhappy about, um, which we'll get to in spoilers. But otherwise, I thought this was fantastic. Um, and I think it's one of those things that the first time I saw it, I could only really think about that one thing um, coming out of it. And then watching it again knowing that bit uh, this will make sense in spoilers um i was able to enjoy it more for what it is rather than what it isn't okay and yeah i had a great time i think it was all handled really really well um what did you think oh no i, I love this film as well i think awesome. this is a film that all all spider-man fans would want this is the kind of film it's, it's basically yeah it's it's the kind of film that any any fan of spider-man so i've been following the series mm. you know would want this is their film and it felt like it was made just for us it's, that's why I say it's great fan service right like and um, I know it's very uncommon in cinemas in the UK but people were cheering in the cinema yeah I've never never seen that happen before but yeah there were so I went to see our opening day as, as you did as well didn't you but um, the there were several times one major time when there was cheering and, and applause um, yeah, several times where there was applause uh, not so much the second time at nine thirty. <laughs> People were a bit quieter at that point. Like I always looked down at American cinema for having that, but this time around, I felt I felt the adrenaline. You know, you felt mm. like you're part of something big, or you're yeah. part of seeing something great on screen, and you get caught up in the emotion of it all. And yeah, yeah. I, I I have to say that I <laughs> I'm pretty sure I cheered as well at some point. So yeah, it's that kind of film. It's that kind of film. Great. Um, well, we move to spoilers then. Um, spoilers, spoilers, and lots of spoilers lots as well. So. <laughs> Uh, well, here's a surprise, Dijan. Um, yes. Here's a surprise we didn't see coming. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in it, um, and that was that was the big cheer in my cinema. Was when Andrew Garfield came through the portal and took his mask off and said, "I'm Peter Parker. I'm Spider-Man." Um, yeah. Got a big response, a slightly smaller response when Tobey Maguire came through. Maybe because we'd already just had that moment, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was a great moment, though. Like even though you knew it was coming because. 
everyone. <laughs> they, they, they don't hide it very well, do they? <laughs> I gotta say that. Yeah, there, there was one. Yeah, no one, no one thought this wasn't happening. Um, but I think some of the, they they even played on that. So as soon as Ned was like, "Oh yeah," as soon as he opened the portal and saying, oh, "I'll ask for Peter Parker," we all knew what was happening, didn't we? Yeah. And, and when he, the second time he was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll try again. I'll just keep asking Peter Parker." We all knew Tobey Maguire was about to come through. Uh, but still, the, the anticipation that yeah, we got people kind of ooh in the cinema, getting getting ready for it. <laughs> um, I mean, it would have in a perfect world, I wouldn't have known any of this was happening, and it just all be phenomenally exciting. But uh, I know that was never going to happen, was it? So. But it was still good, though. It's still good to have them back. It's still good to see them back and fighting alongside uh, Spider-Man and not mm-hmm. being like cameos for like. You know, five yeah, minutes. That was the fear, I guess, was that yeah they come in for, for, for as you say for the just a big fight scene at the end, and I think that they come in with maybe an hour to go out of two and a half hours, um, which I think is the perfect amount to. to did you did you think? I've, I've seen some people say they should have come earlier. What do you reckon? Nah, I think you know this ultimately is still a Tom Holland Spider-Man film, mm. and you need to build it around him, as quite a lot of uh, emotional weight rests on on Tom, Tom Holland's shoulders in this film. And it wouldn't work if uh, they came in early, I would say. Yeah. So uh, I think, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was handled very well. Like, uh, honestly, seeing Andrew Garfield back again is... He looks so happy to be playing Spider-Man, you know? And I think <laughs> he this, really does. Yeah, I think this is it. Uh, that, um, I, I was expecting Tobey Maguire to be the bigger one because those films I loved... Well, not the third one but so much, but the, the, other, the first two particularly I loved, whereas Andrew Garfield's weren't... Uh, anywhere near as much but I think you're right I think Andrew Garfield was the one that people including me were were, were more uh, what's the word like, enthused by because yeah. we all know and I, particularly I think first night audiences we all know Andrew Garfield loves Spider-Man we all know he was personally disappointed by the quality of the films he was in yes and we've seen his interviews were saying it was his dream and it didn't turn out like he wanted and, and just so happy for him that he gets mm. to be in this film to do it again um, you feel that for him I, I did feel that for him like mm. he, yeah you, you can tell how happy he was there you yeah can tell. it's radiating for, for him. and there was some kind yeah. of some almost meta reference to that there's one point where he says oh I'm, I'm lame you guys have fought aliens I haven't and, and you can kind of see that that's a meta thing where he's saying your films are better than my films mm. and that felt very deliberate uh, and even a bit where he's like I am Peter 3 okay uh yeah, I, I I was so delighted with him. Tobey Maguire, uh, so good to see him as well. And I think he he came back into that role like he'd never left. And that's 14 years since he played Peter Parker. Mm. When he first came through, I thought, oh, the de-aging there is not great. And then I realised... They didn't de-age him. They didn't de-age him. That's why. That's just ageing. Um, yeah, I guess I've not seen Tobey Maguire in person. Well, I've never seen him in person. But I've not seen him recently. So. No, me neither. Uh, so. But it was a good call. I mean, you had to de-age the villains because they were dead <laughs> in your um, respective films yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's a really good call not to de-age no and it brings a, a different uh, Peter Parker into the mix right like you have someone who is more who's older who's wiser who's seen everything it's like uh, Spider-Man in the, into the multiverse it's good to have an older Peter Parker yeah and similarly I think we, we only get hints of this but Andrew Garfield's character um, his version of Peter saying yeah I, after Gwen Stacy died I got I got rageful I stopped pulling my bunches and he, it's only a tiny hint but he plays it so well he's so good in this role um, to kind of show us yeah things and a bit like again like Spider-Verse things fell apart for him and he's he, he needs this this is helping him as much as he's helping anyone else 
Um, I think also maybe that's partly why for me Andrew Garfield had a bigger, bigger impact is that uh, his story never really got completed. Yeah. Um, and this was the kind of catharsis he needs. So there's a great moment uh, jumping toward to the finale where, where MJ mm. falls off the, uh, the Statue of Liberty and um, Tom Holland tries to save her and then by can't and Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker does. And again, that got cheers in the cinema. That was wonderful. You know, I got cheers in my cinema as well. And uh, yeah, and I like it at the end. Um, he asked MJ, are you okay? And the MJ asked, are you okay? Yeah, because uh, for those who wonderful. don't know, it's it, it shot very similar to how Gwen Stacy died when he couldn't save her. And now he's someone who can and you feel like, yeah, this is really what he needs. And Tobey Maguire's Peter didn't really have that same moment because he didn't really, he's, he's not in that position. He didn't need to because his films ended the way they should, right? Like, well, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're building up to, to, to my, my, my big point. The thing you dislike the most. Um, but yeah, but it, it wasn't the same. As you say, his films ended with him realizing what he needed to do, blah, blah, blah. So there wasn't a big moment he needed to have catharsis. Um, so for what they did, yeah, I, can, I, I guess that's why he came through. But I'm not, that's not to criticize him at all. I thought he had a great, it was a great performance. He also brought the emotion when talking about Uncle Ben. Um, and they had some very funny scenes together. Yeah. I thought, or I, I mean, I could watch like an entire film with just the three Spider-Man hanging about, yes, <laughs> hanging out yeah. to each other, um, just talking science stuff. I mean, they found their their soulmate really themselves, right? The three people who can understand them, yes, each other, yeah. understand what they're going through. Honestly, right? If you read the comics, Peter Parker is the, probably the unluckiest, most mm. unfortunate superhero out there. You know, he gets yeah. all the best things happening to him ever. Mm. You know, and. I mean, to, Tom Holland, Peter Parker, has now lost his parents and his uncle and, spoilers, uh, his aunt. Um, yeah, Peter Parker, so Tony McGuire's Peter Parker has lost his parents, his aunt, sorry, his uncle, his best friend. Andrew Garfield's lost his parents, his uncle, his, <laughs> his, love. his girlfriend. Um, yeah, it's like when, when they were having this very emotional scene where they're talking about the things they've lost, it's like each of them just had to pick one out of like five to say this is the actual yeah. thing. It's, it's, yeah, it's incredible. And then you have Tony Stark as a billionaire. That, that is why mm. people relate a lot to Spider-Man. That's why he's the most loved superhero out there from Marvel and he's why he's Marvel's flagship character. Yeah, and from the very conception of the comic, because Stan Lee has always said, hasn't he, that uh, yeah, he wanted someone that people could relate to. Like, mm. he's yeah, not a billionaire, he's just a kid in school. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the dynamic together was great. Um, when and Sometimes played seriously, but sometimes the jokes about, I mean, we all knew it was coming, but jokes about <laughs> Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker having organic web shooters. Yep. Um, you kind of, which I thought was, was great. The, the gag about him being in the, uh, Tom Holland being in the Avengers. And the other's like, that's great. What what is that? Uh, <laughs> I thought it was very funny. Uh, yeah, they, they 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 played very well off each other. Um, kind of emphasised how much taller Andrew Garfield is than the other, than the other two. That was just uh, <laughs> that's inevitable. But I thought it was yep. funny. Uh, uh, I just want to talk about them for, for all day, but we should move on to other things. Um, we should move briefly, on. I guess. Um, um, actually, one thing that was slightly missing was so um, Andrew Garfield came in in his suit. Tom McGuire came in. Uh, dressed as a cool youth pastor, which I thought was funny. Um, but I was expecting kind of a hero shot of his suit. And I, I sensed the audience wanted that as well. And obviously yeah. we got him going around in a suit, but I, I was expecting a kind of a, um, he's standing there dressed in a suit, pulling back and then we can all cheer, uh, which didn't really happen. Uh, and we also didn't, didn't sorry, we, I know I'm talking a lot, I'll let you go, but um, we, we didn't... No, no, no. 
Um, we didn't get the Danny Elfman theme. I was, we, I think the second time I was paying really t- careful attention, and I think when Tobey Maguire came through the portal, there was a kind of a tiniest hint to it. Like the, oh, wow. Lyrics. But you really had to strain for it. And I th- we, all, all the villains we got, or well, suddenly the... Their own teams, yeah. They, they got their own teams. Their main teams, yeah, for sure. I was looking through... Well, of course, we had to sit through the credits, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for for once the credits were quite interesting. Like I, I was quite uh, curious to see which teams were being used in the soundtrack, and um, yeah, all the teams of the villains were used. Yeah, and I and suddenly I recognised those for Doc Ock and for Sandman. Um, I just don't know why we didn't get the Danny Elfman film when Tobey Maguire came through. I think that was a bigger mission, and I don't know why, or, or just a hero shot or something because it's such a perfect theme, mm. and and that would have got a big big response. I think this is going to be a long episode, guys. <laughs> Very, very long. <laughs> uh, well, what else you got? Well, the other spoilers, right? So, as you mentioned, Anmi died. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, she was killed by the Green Goblin. Um, she said the, she uttered the lines that Uncle Ben was supposed to utter to Peter Parker. Yeah. With yeah. great responsibility comes great power. And by that time, I knew that she was a god. <laughs> uh, with great power comes great responsibility, I think. Rather than oh, the other way around, yeah. But, uh, with but, great power yes, comes great. Yes. Uh, yes, I think we... we I mean, you should go to that point. And that scene was played very well as well, I think. I guess it's the first time we've actually seen that, that character. So when Uncle Ben dies in in both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, we've not seen him for that long. No. Whereas we've had several films of Art May. We've seen their relationship. So, uh, the impact was felt more in this. Poor, poor, poor Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Iron Man dies in his arms. <laughs> yes. Aunt May dies in his arms. Yes. Honestly. It, like, feels, it feels like uh, Uncle Ben wasn't that big a deal for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, one of one of the Oscar winners in the film, uh, Marissa Tomei. Um, I think maybe one of only two with Jamie Foxx. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was I was I was say. I think and I I really liked the the relationship she had with with Green Goblin in that he came for. I, they seem to be very much playing up the kind of two sides of his personality, even, maybe even more than they did in the in the first Spider Man film, and so he comes fairly helpless to her for for help. She, um, and then kind of turns on her when he's the Green Goblin. Yeah, that was that was done very well. Yeah, I that, I think that, that that adds to the whole point the point of uh, William Dafoe being incredible in this role. Yeah, uh, it's just the Green Goblin was legitimately scary yeah. in this. Um, I and the, yeah. the, the the bit where the spider sense was tingling and he was uh, that 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 mm. bit was amazing. I love yeah. that bit. When he was trying to figure out which villain has, is turning on him. That was wonderful. yeah. Did you? Did you know it was going to be him, or did you? Uh... No, no. See, I, I, I was I was pretty sure it was going to be him because I think the scene before he'd said, "Just me," in a fairly ah. scary way. But I also thought they're not going to send Doc Ock back and forth that many times. Um, but then, yes, so you have, yeah, you say Doc Ock turning Electro, who, unlike the others, I never really trusted in this. I think the, most of them they've got yeah. So Doc Ock and, and Green Goblin, they've got something wrong with their their minds. Effectively, they've been brainwashed. Yep. Uh, and then the others have got kind of these physical things going on Electro kind of was, was only there as long as he needed to be for it to work for him so it wasn't yep. really a surprise when he turned uh, as well so that, that worked well I thought one of the things one of the minor drawbacks of the film I thought was um, speaking of Electro there were maybe a few too many kind of tongue-in-cheek references to his origin and there are a few times where it's like <laughs> I mean him yeah falling into a I mean, it's of the most field. ridiculous it's, way of getting his powers right it's so it's, ridiculous it's dumb but then this is all dumb if you think about it too hard so <laughs> I thought yeah one joke about that fine but they made two separate jokes about that being about yeah when he and Sandman are like ah, you gotta be careful what you fall into <laughs> so, okay it's funny but maybe maybe just make one joke about it uh, um, the 
I, I thought there were a few things that got missed out, but maybe because it would just be more confusing for mm. viewers. Uh, for example, I was I was kind of half expecting Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man to um, be like, hey, there's a there's a Kurt Connors in my universe as well. Um, <laughs> but that would have probably been... That would be too much, man. That'd be so, that's so meta. Everything is going to be so yeah. meta now. Well, when uh, Andrew Garfield said that he dated Gwen Stacy, Tobey Maguire was like, oh, there's a Gwen Stacy in my <laughs> <laughs> Also, um, there is a Doctor Strange in the Raimi verse. We never see him, but when yes. J. Jonah Jameson is is talking about um, headlines for his papers, one that's just so what what you call Doc Octopus, one of them's just Doctor Strange. He's like, it's good, but it's taken. So, uh, so no one no one brought that up <laughs> anyway. In fact, I'm not sure they named him by, uh, by name. Um, there was an appearance by Charlie Cox. There was. There was. I, As I, Matt Murdock, not Daredevil, but Matt Murdock. Uh, yeah. Do you reckon he's the uh, same? Uh, well, I guess it's the same. He's, same, he's, the, same. he's yeah. the same. Must be. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see him back again. He's probably the, the most well liked and uh, loved character from the TV series. Part from, part from Iron TV Fist. Series. Yeah. Everyone loves Iron Fist. Uh, no, yeah, it was great to see him. They brought his um, his walking stick into frame first, and I got a bit of a cheer. In fact, I got a bit of a, <gasps> and then when they saw him, like a second later, they got a big cheer. And he, he was only in it for a few minutes, yeah, but but um, you get to show off his daredevil skills, though. He did. That was great. He caught a brick and then said, oh, "I'm a great lawyer." Uh, yeah, I wish all my all my lawyers do that for me. Yeah, but yeah I don't know where he's going to be next because you'd expect to see him in Echo, the TV series Echo, which apparently is going to feature the Kingpin fairly Again. significantly as well. Um, I don't know whether we'll see him in film again. Maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe. Well, we'll talk about multiverse madness, I guess, at some point. Yep. Um, Ned's magic. I didn't like that. I'm confused by that. I didn't care for it. I mean, I I felt like they just wanted to give Ned something to do, which is fair because he really doesn't have anything to do. He's just there as a bumbling sack. Yeah, comic foil. Oh. But yeah, so I don't know what, where they're going with that. I guess you also needed that for the plot to work. Um, as we've mentioned, Doctor Strange gets left. Well, he, he doesn't spend too much time because Peter traps him in the mirror universe, which is fine. Um, what we did see is he puts, so he separates, um, I guess, Tom Holland's uh, body from his soul or whatever that is, corporeal. Yeah, I don't know. Something. Um, but then he, uh, he can just get back in again and he can move his body around. Uh, what's going on there? Spider Sense, right? Is that what it is? I wondered whether they're going yeah. to explain it later. Cause yeah, I'm pretty sure Spider-Sense. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. Um, yeah. Um, and other, Well, I might as well just spoil the main plot of the story and mm. to give an idea what happened and Go what's happening and why people are fighting. So why, why Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are fighting is because um, uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, wants to save the villains rather than send them back to be killed because, as you mentioned, Colin, they all died in the original films. Yeah, um, um, and almost all. Yeah. Almost all, yeah, yeah, almost all. And then to send them back would be just sending them back to their deaths, really. So that's why Tom Holland got them together and tried to rescue them. Uh, uh, to unfortunate consequences, cause in the end, like uh, the Green Goblin killed Aunt May. Honestly, if I were him, right, I'd be so upset. Like it's basically all his fault. Aunt May died. Like literally, everything was all his fault. All of this is his well, fault. Um, that's what Norman Osborn says. Um, <laughs> I or the Green Goblin rather says. Uh, yeah, you're right. That, that, that's that's the storyline, and and I thought Tom Holland, this, we talked about this briefly. Further, his acting was so good when I, when he was basically trying to kill Green Goblin, because mm. I, I really didn't think that this Peter Parker would get there and and 
he convinced me that he had in that in that scene, mm. um, which is just yeah. You can kind of see Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker doing it. Um, you might struggle to see Tobey Maguire maybe, but yeah, I really didn't think that um, that he would, and, and yeah, that was that was really well played. Uh, I I do take some issue with the plan because um, if they're saving Doc Ock, um, in so Green Goblin killed himself, no need for that. But in, in Spider Man Two, Doc Ock killed himself saving the city. Yep. It was kind of an inevitable consequence. So either he's not going to die <laughs> and, or he's die and anyway. the city is going to be destroyed and kill him anyway <laughs> or he's, <laughs> he's just going to have to die the same as he did before. I suppose they weren't necessary to know that. Well, in fact, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, would have known that. So that... that yeah. yeah. I mean, he wouldn't want to ruin, a spy- <laughs> ruin it for him, right? Because the, the, the amount of time between Doc Ock discovering that Peter Parker is uh, Spider-Man and taking control of the arms so he turns good anyway... It's about 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than enough time there. He's a, he's a scientist, Colin. Yeah, okay. Um, so, I mean, Spider-Man 2 is up there with the film I've seen the most. So I, your, your casual moviegoer is probably not thinking too carefully about this. No, no one cares about this, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, by the end of the film, uh, the three Spider-Mans team up against other villains, manage to turn all of them back. Um and then what happens was that uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man stopped uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man from killing the Green Goblin. Mm. They went back to see Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange says the multiverse is collapsing, etc., etc., etc. And then yes, we have these big purple gashes in the sky, which apparently people have will seen, start talking about. <laughs> people have apparently people have seen Craven the Hunter and Black Cat. There, I was like. I just saw random people. I was going to ask you if you recognised anyone because no, there were some very clear shapes, but I just they closed so quickly. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. unless you can pause it, like, who? Yeah. Pause? <laughs> so exactly. someone, there will be some pirate footage that people are studying. So I'm, I'm going to just wait till a, an Easter egg video explains it all for me <laughs> rather than trying to do it myself. Yeah, um, me too. And then to to save the world, um, t- uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, decides to recast the spell and make every single person forget about him. Uh, yeah. What, what, yeah. Forget so, about Peter forget Parker. Forget about Peter Parker. Being, so Spider-Man's still known, but Peter Parker isn't. He gets a very emotional farewell with, oh, that was wonderful, though. So well played, so well yeah. played with MJ, who um, who says, "I love you," and then he's about to say, and she says, "I'll save it to you till you see me again." Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, and and I thought the film maybe went slightly too long after that, but maybe it had to. I don't know where where you see him at May's grave, not being recognised by Happy, and then you see him um, getting his new flat, which looks very similar to Tobey Maguire's flat in, in Spider Man Two and Three. Um, and then you see him go to the the place where MJ works to see MJ and Ned, who don't recognise him. But you get this kind of fairly emotional conversation with with MJ, full of pith and moment. We haven't said that the whole reason he tried to get this all done in the first place was so that his friends could get into MIT, which is as good a reason as any, I suppose. Yeah, well, especially when you're a teenager getting trying to get into MIT, right? So. Yeah, honestly, right, MIT is the... <laughs> I read it somewhere on Reddit, and it's true, MIT is the villain in this story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, if they just... If they just um, not taking everyone at uh, taking the I rumor. Mean, Spider-Man has saved the world how many times and you don't want him in just yeah. because. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Um, we've, got, well, we've got a few more a few more little points. Was, um, there was a nice scene where, so when Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker saw Doc Octopus again, Um <laughs> Doc Ock's, oh, it's good to see you again, Peter. How are you doing? And, Peter, and he says, trying to do better. That was um, a line from his first conversation with Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. 
I told you I'm a big fan. So many throwbacks. Man. That was that was nice to see. Um, there's a brief reference. Um, Electro thought that um, Spider-Man from his universe might be black, so it's a reference to Miles Morales. Miles I think. Morales. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. Half black, half. Uh, yeah. Latino. Latino. Yeah. Um, who I'm sure will be seeing seeing in live action before too long. We've already seen his uncle. Um, that's played by uh, Donald Glover, haven't we? Um, Oh, da, 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 da. Anything else? I, I've got my. I've still got my my big point left. But uh, <laughs> you might as well just go. Should we go for it? Um, so, so, I was very eager to Is see. Is this Kristen Dunst? Kristen Dunst, MJ. Oh my god! I knew it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I I genuinely will be interested to know what you think. But I, I just I was so certain she was going to be in it, and I even managed to convince myself. Well, we haven't had the Raimi theme. We've for some we've had it established that um, uh, Zendaya's MJ is in fact MJ Watson, which was never established before because her name is Michelle Jones Watson. Um, MJ knows that Peter Parker is is Spider Man. She's such a huge part of that trilogy, and uh, we've already gone way past our time, so I won't uh, go on too much about this. But the first, almost the first line of the first Spider Man film is this story, like any other story worth telling, is about a girl. Every film ends in in that trilogy ends kind of at a point in their relationships. In the first one, he says he can't be with her. In the second one, uh, they get together. In the third one, they re get together. It's it's all about their relationship. She's on the poster for the second movie. Uh, this is all you, Colin. And I think well because because Spider Man stories are pretty much all about him balancing Spider Man life with Peter Parker life, aren't they? In in a way that other superhero films tend not to be. Um, I guess Superman does that quite a bit. But uh, anyway, I was certain she was going to be in it. I was devastated that she wasn't. Um, every time any new character, any, basically half the film, I was like, "Oh, this is where MJ's going to come in. This is where MJ's going to come in." Um, she she gets referenced a couple of times. Uh, Tim McGuire says um, it's complicated, but we made it work. That's all we get. Um, so, I'm I'm confident you don't feel as strongly about this as I do. But what? Not at all. But this what do you feel about this? Nothing. <laughs> not really. Seriously. No. Yeah, I am. I'm quite okay. You, you, not you're like have. in the long list of former Spider-Man characters I want to see. Rissy fans playing the lizard comes ahead of MJ. Is that what you're saying? You're saying I can't wait to see Sandman again. Probably not. But I didn't really care enough to see uh, Kristen Dunst back again. I have to say. <sighs> yeah. I, I you see. I, I feared you might say that, but that to me, that to me is insane. And fairness, I, 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 I had a big thing for Kirsten Dunst back in the day, particularly as MJ Watson. That's that's no secret. Uh, but to, I think she's just such an integral part of that story that it, I was amazed that they didn't bring her back. Basically, as they say, they had um, a few clues towards it. I have read something saying they were going to, but she was pregnant and COVID hit, so it fell through because of that. Um, so I can forgive them if that's true but it just seems insane to me that they, they wouldn't at least I'm, I'm not saying integral to the plot but I'm saying you, you've got to have at least a cameo that's mad I mean if, if t- 10 years down the line if they're doing this again and they bring back Tom Holland they're bringing back Zendaya aren't they surely anyway she's one of the few people um, who know Peter Parker's Spider-Man who we don't see we also don't see Gwen Stacy uh, which I was not surprised by <laughs> Um, we don't see either version of Harry Osborn. Um, although we do see Norman Osborn saying, uh, was it, Oscorp doesn't exist, someone else will live in my house, my son, and then he trails off. So I do wonder if we're going to see Harry Osborn in some format at some point. 
Uh, and I think that might be it in terms of people who know. Oh, and Venom. Hey, Venom. Spe- Good old Venom. Speaking of. In the first uh, post credit scene, uh, well, actually, you'll find out in the Venom post credit scene, you'll see that uh, he was teleported into the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, and imagine, people are wondering why. Imagine, Zijan, I had convinced myself I was about yep. to see Kirsten Dunst MJ. Imagine how devastated I was when what I got instead was flipping Tom Hardy's flipping Venom. <laughs> God. Well, good good thing is that he doesn't appear at all. Not for long. Oh, Venom, yeah, you don't get the Venom, you get the Eddie Brock. Yeah, yeah you get Eddie Brock uh, in the post credit scene. He basically came in, uh, spoke to Danny Roja. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't recognise him. I, I realised afterwards he's um, from Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, and then left, but he left a uh, bit of the symbiote with him. I am 100% sure that Sony did this without telling Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where it appear? Honestly, right, this whole symbiote thing is a bit weird. Like, if you can just leave it anywhere, right? It'll just be Tiny multiple break off, yeah. randoms everywhere, easily, just like that. So... The people who come through the portal are the people who, or not the portal, they come through the other, from other worlds are people who know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Hmm. When, in that Venom 2 post-credits, we see, so Venom sees him on the screen, Tom Holland, says, that guy, and licks the screen. <sighs> uh, suggesting that Venom must know this, a, a Tom Holland, a, a, a Peter Parker who looks like Tom Holland, or at yep. least, maybe doesn't, maybe just the suit. I don't know. He yep. knows Peter Parker. He knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Must do. Yep. <sighs> Why? I, I don't like this character. And I, I mean, it, imagine <laughs> just such a, a downfall from what I was expecting. Do you think we will see Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man back again? I feel like this film serves as a good end for both their stories to be honest. And as much as I would like to see them again, hmm. I don't think we will. I think it would serve to have like a, you know, Tom Holland and a Mal- uh, Miles Morales coming back in um, and expand the universe rather than having the the old guard. Yeah. I, part of me agrees. I, d- I don't think we're going to get... A- so there's been kind of there's been quite a lot of clamour for an Andrew Garfield like the Amazing Spider-Man three or, or, or Tobey Maguire Spider-Man four. I don't think there's any chance of those happening, uh, and yeah, you know, I suspect we won't see them again in this kind of Spider-Man team up because it just loses impact the more you do it. Exactly. I think we probably will see them in Multiverse of Badness as a cameo. Would be my guess. So there's all these rumours about multiverse madness jumping through all kinds of crazy multiverse stuff. And I think if you're doing that and you've got these actors on set anyway, it wouldn't surprise me if they've already filmed something, to be honest. Mm. Um, maybe a five-minute. Maybe, Zijan. Maybe that's where we see MJ. I'm Speaking of multiverse of madness. Pinning all my hopes to this. <laughs> the post-credits trailer. I'm going to do a whole separate one. podcast about um, Kiss and Dunst MJ. Anyway. I mean, we are 15 minutes over already, and you're still quoting MJ. I'm cutting the audience bit out, so no one <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, so um, I wasn't planning to talk too much about the second post credits, but uh, yeah. It's just a trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, basically. That's it. Yep. Um, we're going to, I imagine they'll put that online in a, in a week or two. Yep, so you'll watch it. Um, so you can see it. Then there are, well, if, if for fans of What If, there's some exciting stuff there. Hmm. And yeah, that's it. We've done it, Zijan. We've done it. Um, other than 
Kirsten Dunst not being in it, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I love this and film. And really, I'd say that was a huge loss for me, but otherwise, I, and also the Danny Elfman theme, I think, other than that, pretty much perfect. Um, I, I, can't, I can't wait to watch this again. I yeah. really cannot. Oh, yeah, I, so I watched it two days after the first time and, and enjoyed it uh, maybe even more. Because um, so, when, when you've been looking forward to something so much and you're also kind of planning, thinking in your head, what could they do with it? Yeah. It's, it's almost impossible to, to match those ex- expectations, but I think, yeah, they really landed this. So fair play to them. Uh, we move on, Zijan. We move on to the quiz. Um, <laughs> that no one cares about. Well, no one cares about. I've already won the year. We're quizzing about um, the Santa Claus movies. Uh, go for it. Question one. According to the Santa Claus, what is Santa's favorite snack and drink? So much so that a DVD released bonus material on how to make them. How to make them? Uh, s'mores and uh, hot chocolate. Cookies and hot chocolate. So. Ah, okay. Um, now, Zijan, you, you've you've already lost this year, and I yep. feel a bit sorry for you. I feel like uh, I don't need pity points. I feel coming. like you need a you need a win today. No. Question one: What is the subtitle of the Santa Claus Three? I uh, the escape clause. The escape clause, correct. Question two: Who is the main antagonist of the Santa Claus Two? Um, Jack Frost. No, that's Santa Claus Three. Oh, it's is Toy it? Santa. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, question two: Who was the star of the Santa Claus series? Tim Allen. Tim Allen, correct. Why do you even bother doing this, Colin? <laughs> just, just helping you out, man. Just helping you out. If, if I claim this win, <laughs> do I get the win for the year? No. Yes. <laughs> question three: According to the Santa Claus three, what is the name of the son of Santa and Mrs. Claus? Nick. You can tell I clearly put some work into this as well, Colin, <laughs> even though I've lost the year, yeah. Colin. Buddy Claus. Buddy. Uh, question three. The Santa Claus movies are based around which holiday? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Christmas. Christmas, correct. Question four. The Santa Claus tree was nominated for five Razzies, oh, one yeah. of which is a special award introduced for that year alone. Oh, wow. Which is it? Is this the first one or is this the whole trilogy? Uh, the third one. Third one. Mm. Um, it's a new award just for the year alone. Um, I've come up with good questions. Yeah, on. it's a good question. It's a great question. Um, most nightmare-inducing film. <laughs> Worst excuse for family entertainment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> other, other, other films nominated was like Garfield Tale of Two Kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, question four. How many films are there in the Santa Claus trilogy? Three. Correct. Question five. What magical item was given to Charlie which he can use to summon Santa by shaking it? A rattle. It's a snow globe, Colin. Okay. <laughs> and for the win, for the year, <laughs> this question, come on. Uh, question five. If I get all five correct, <laughs> I'll get the win for the year. Um, the phrase, the Santa Claus, is a pun based on the name of which famous Christmas-related character? <laughs> uh, we'll cut this whole quiz out. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> it is Santa Claus. Very good. Very good. Well, that's a five five nil victory. You must feel really good about yourself. Oh, uh, why don't you count this as one the first win for next year? Then? <laughs> uh, I can't do that. I'd love to be yeah, able you to. Can. I'd love to be able to, but I can't um, because the last well, quiz of this, this year. If this podcast gets released on the because I'm editing this right, if this gets released on the first of January by right. accident, then you know. Mm. <laughs> so yes, no, there'll be a steward's inquiry. I think um, next time, Zijan. Next time, which is the first quiz of 2022, I assure you. Um, we're quizzing on the films of Roland Emmerich. Uh, cool. As he's got a new one out 
soon. Um, but what's our main topic for next time? Uh, our usual New Year topic. We talk about the year that happened and the year that's coming up. We certainly do. And I think, CJN, I think we've just broken our own record for the longest episode, beating our first episode um, <laughs> by a couple of minutes, maybe. People are going to love this. Cool. And we will see you in 2022. Bye.